Hey, welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, the go-to business management podcast for Australian bookkeepers running a business. Tune in for practical lessons, inspiring stories, guest speakers and resources to help you work smarter in the way you do business. And now your host, Amy Hook, is here to help you build a more profitable business while creating a savvy brand that your clients will love. Hello, welcome back to the Bookkeeper's Voice. Today, I'm going to be doing the bookkeeping project update. We're up to month number seven and I am a week behind. So by the time you're listening to this, for me, I'm still in July, but for you listening to this, it's now going to be August. (laughs) Where on earth did July go, everybody? Can you believe it that July is already over? I'm quite stunned even though it happens every year. <laughs> it, I, yeah, anyway, it's gone. July is gone. It's August. So I'm actually a week behind. And the reason that I'm a week behind is because I actually took a week off podcast two weeks ago. <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess I was trying to think what to talk to you about today. And I thought I might make this episode a little bit personal because I want to actually share with you the reason why I took a week off the podcast um, and kind of what's been going on behind the scenes here for me, um, both at Savvy and in Off The Hook Bookkeeping. So I did share last week a little bit about how I discovered that I work 60 hours a week. Now, actually, that's just prompting me... um, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story, just detour, actually, I hadn't planned to do this. But so just imagine um, how you might feel if you found out that you're not as tall as you thought you were. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. It probably has never happened, um, except for maybe when you were still growing. (laughs) You might have actually thought to yourself, um, you know, you, you used to be, let's say 158 centimeters tall. And then the next time you measure yourself, you're 161 or something like that. So you've gotten taller. Um, obviously once you become an adult, you don't really sort of keep getting taller. I think once you hit around 22 or I think even for girls, it's, I don't know, it's, is it 18, 25? I don't really know. But anyway, we stop, obviously we stopped growing. Now I had a little bit of a situation happen uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting on the couch in the lounge room with my husband, William, who you all know, and I was sitting on, we were sitting on the couch together and we were just having a little chit chat back and forward. And I just, I think we were talking about height. So we've got a little spot on the wall where we measure to see how tall the kids are. And, um, you know, we sort of make the little mark on the wall, just a little not obvious one because we're renting. So we have to make sure we can wipe it off before we move out. (laughs) Otherwise we might lose our bond. (laughs) So basically, um, yeah, so we measure the kids and we're having a little chat to them about how they get taller and things like that. And then I said something to William. I just made some comment about um me being um you know five foot seven or whatever and he laughed when i said me being five foot seven he actually laughed at me and i was like why did you just laugh when i said your when i when i said my height and he said you're not five foot seven and i was like 
yes, I am. And he's like, no, you're not. And he was laughing and I said, what, 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 what do you mean I'm not five foot seven? That's how tall I am. And he's like, you're not. And he was just laughing. And then he said, anyway, because William's six foot. And so basically, he's, he, yeah, he just laughed. And I was like, okay, like, that's a bit rude. Why are you laughing? <laughs> and he said, like, I said, do you think I'm shorter than five foot seven or taller? Why are you laughing? And he said, shorter. And I was like, no, I'm not. Um, I'm not shorter. And then anyway, so he said, how tall are you in centimetres? And so I said, 167. And he's like, that's not five foot seven. And I was like, yes, it is. And so anyway, so he, he actually looked it up on his phone. And he said, no. And then, so then I looked it up on my phone as well. And I was like, ah, 5.479 feet. And I was like, oh, am I five foot four? And he's like, no, no, no. Cause then you've got to convert it to inches. And so I was like, right. Okay. So how does that work out? And I, so then he told me like, yes, obviously I typed that into Google and had a look. And then I found out five, I'm five foot five, five foot 5.75. So let's say close to five foot 0.6, but I'm actually five foot six, five. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't tell you. Like I was really affected by that, to be honest, like, because I've told people that I'm five foot seven, basically ever since I thought I was five foot seven. So I don't know where I got the information from, but I've told people for years that I'm five foot seven and well, I've never had anyone laugh at me before, but William just cracked up laughing and he's like, no, you're not. But I felt like a little bit, well, I was quite upset and I wasn't upset for any particular reason, except for the fact that I'd believed something about myself for so many years that was actually untrue. And I'd been telling other people and that's what I believed that I was. And so I actually wasn't even telling the truth about myself, but I was telling what I believed the truth was, but I was actually wrong because I'd made a mistake. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I was like, for a couple of hours, like I didn't really want to, you know, kind of have a conversation with anyone. So if you know me, I am not, um, I, I'm a bit of an introvert. Um, actually, I'm quite an introvert. You'd be surprised given that, you know, I'm on a podcast and stuff like that. I'm sort of one of those borderline ones that goes in or out of being an introvert, but I think I'm heavily on the introvert side. And so I like to kind of go away and process things. But I sort of, after that, like, I didn't really want to talk to him for a little while, not because I wasn't offended with him or anything like that, but it really shook me that I'd believed something for so long that wasn't actually correct. Um, and also there was a bit of like, I don't know, there was a little bit of sadness because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not as tall as I thought I was. Like I thought, yeah, you know, five foot, obviously like five foot seven is like fit. I, I don't know if that's average for a woman or like slightly on the tall side, but I actually thought that I was taller and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually like two inches shorter than what I thought I was, or maybe not two inches, like maybe it's 1.25 inches. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and I was a little bit confused by the fact that five foot seven, uh, sorry, five, yeah, 167 centimeters is five foot, 5.5 .5 foot. So it's five and a half foot. 
but then you've got to convert that to inches. So I don't know. Anyway, it was all a bit confusing for me to try and figure out, but I was disappointed. Um, I was disappointed and I was like, mm, and when William was talking to me, I'm like, oh, and, and anyway, for a little while, he said, um, you know, I kept saying to him, I am five foot seven. <laughs> and, you know, for a little while, like it took me actually a little while to accept it. It took me a little while. My brain just didn't want to accept it. I'm like, no, I am five foot seven. And, you know, and it was quite funny in a way, like it was a little bit amusing as well as being a bit sad, Yes. <laughs> You know, and so I don't know if you've ever sort of discovered something about yourself that you had not realised um, about yourself and that kind of thing, but it's just one of those things, you know, it's not a big deal, but it really did make me think, oh my gosh, like I'm not, I'm not as tall as I thought I was. Now, obviously my husband, he was able to look at me and like he knew because he knows he's six foot. So he knows like what my height is in comparison to him. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so now I can just get back on track to what I was originally going to say, which is I shared with you last week on the podcast that I, um, you know, I've shared on multiple podcasts. You would have heard me say that I only work that I work 30 hours a week. Now, a little while ago, I checked my timer. I've got a timer that goes in the background and just tracks everything that I do. Um, and I, I, I never even look at it. And I just thought I work 30 hours a week. And when I checked it, I realized I was working 60 hours a week. And then I said to my husband, did you know I work 60 hours a week? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> so everyone else knew before I knew that I was not five or seven, <laughs> that I was not working 30 hours a week. So obviously everyone else could see it. Um, you know, some of my clients were saying comments to me. I've even said on a podcast before, you know, like people message me and say, how do you work so much? And you must be so busy. And I'm like, I'm not busy. What are you talking about? I only work 30 hours a week. Um, no, you don't. You work 60 hours a week. And I thought, oh my gosh, now it makes so much sense. And so it was quite funny. Like, so I've hired a new marketing manager and this isn't, I'm not talking about off the hook now and I know this is the bookkeeping project I'm meant to be talking about off the hook but I'm going to get to that point in a minute um so in Savvy I've hired a marketing manager and I've been working with her and she's amazing Renee she's going to be working with some of our clients at Savvy and helping with them with their marketing strategies but she's also helping us with ours and she's just absolutely fantastic and then anyway so she came in and we had our um, you know, we spent a couple of weeks together meeting intensively, going through everything and her getting all of the, you know, my goals out of my head into the marketing plan and that kind of thing. And she said, okay, so she made a list of what's priority and that kind of thing. And she said to me, all right, number one priority is that you don't burn out because if you burn out, there's no savvy, there's no off the hook bookkeeping, like we're relying on you um, to, you know, to, to be well and healthy and to be able to be here to actually, you know, direct the business. And I was like, yeah, you know, she knew I was working 60 hours a week. And I, and I said that to her, I said, gosh, like, you know, and it was funny because I hired staff to help me reduce my hours. And actually, because I had the wrong people on the team, it actually worked out that I, that's how my hours went up so much. And, um, you know, because I ended up doing my job and the other person's job as well. And so that's why I was working double. I just felt like I was exhausted. And Renee said to me, she was, we were talking about something. She said to me, Amy, um, what are your strengths? Like, what are you really good at? And I said, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know what I'm not good at. And she said, oh, all right, let's start with that. <laughs> so I said to her, and I still can't believe I said this, but this is what I said. 
I said, I'm not good at housework. Um, I'm not really very good at being a wife and I don't actually think I'm a very good mom. And she's like, okay, I'm sure you are, but you're working 60 hours a week. And I was like, yeah. She said, okay. You know, like, and so when we were having this conversation, like I wasn't feeling, obviously I wasn't feeling very good about myself. Otherwise I wouldn't have said such a negative things about myself, but that's how I was feeling at the time. I just felt like I'm not really good at stuff. <laughs> you know, I couldn't see the forest for the trees. I couldn't really see kind of what was going on. And I was, was not able to see past, you know, three things that are very important in my life, which is, you know, obviously my husband, my marriage, my children, um, and then the environment that we live in. And I actually, the fourth thing I said, and I'm not a very good cook. And then I said, oh, actually, I'm a pretty good cook, but I don't like cooking. <laughs> so thankfully, because I've got a thermo mix and that helps me. But anyway, I just, yeah, like I was feeling really down, you know, like up until that point that I was meeting with her, like I, Honestly, like I hadn't been sleeping, um, you know, wake up sometimes at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. I would sometimes go and do some work or I would, you know, read or most likely just lie in bed for like three or four hours, like just wide awake with my head going round and round. And I just thought, yeah, I, I didn't actually kind of join the dots. So she said to me, all right, so we can solve this 60 hour a week problem now. And I was like, really? How? Cause what I was thinking is that she'd come in she helped me with this marketing strategy and we'd sort of roll things out. And then the team, you know, she'd start managing the team and that would gradually free up a bit of my time. And, you know, we worked towards this goal of reducing my hours from 60 to 30 hours a week. And she said, yeah, we can actually solve that. That's that one's easy. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. We can solve that right now. She said, like, you just, you don't have to work 60 hours a week. If you want to drop from 60 hours a week to 30 hours a week, just work only 30 hours a week. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, not one of these people that simplifies and trivializes things that are actually really serious and, you know, no, no, like whatever. I was just thinking, how could she, how could she say that? But secretly I was thinking, oh, could this actually be true? Anyway, so Later on in that week, it was actually Friday. So Friday morning um, of the, the week that she said that, which was now, you know, uh, at the start of July, um, mid-July, she basically said to me, um, I got onto the Friday and I looked at my time sheet where I'd be recording my time and I saw that I'd done 28 hours. And I thought, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like if I do two more hours work and stop, and don't work on the weekend, I could actually do 30 hours this week. So I went to the, to my team and I said, Hey guys, I've never actually shared this with you before, but I don't know if, you know, um, you probably don't know, but I work 60 hours a week and I've been doing it for a long time and you know, it's affecting my health. It's, you know, it's affecting a lot of things. And, um, this week I'm pretty close to, you know, my goal is to work 30 hours a week and I'm about to hit that goal in two hours. So what I'm going to do is take the rest of the, the day off. I'll be back in the afternoon for two hours just to finish a few things off. So if you need me, just send me a message. I'll be back then. And it was really good. Like the team were really supportive. They came back and said, you know, like you've got to look after yourself and that sort of thing. And so now for two weeks running, I've actually worked 
30 hours a week. And do you know how easy it was to, to stop working 60 hours a week and go back to 30? It was really easy. And that made me realize, and the thing that I was so scared about, I was like, oh my gosh, like that means there's gonna be a massive drop in my income. Guess what? It's the end of July and there has not been a drop in my income. I'm like, are you serious? I've just doubled my hourly rate. This is amazing. And what I actually realized in that, like that 30 hours a week. Now, I'm not saying that anyone can just go from 60 hours a week to 30 hours a week and just drop it. Like I do have a team of staff and it just happened that within those, that week or two transition period, I'd started handing over a lot of the work that I'd been doing to one of my staff members who's really proactive and really just, you know, on the ball with things. So that was good, sort of a bit of, team restructuring happening there but I realized you know if I stopped and I didn't do it like it wasn't the end of the world and you know I started to notice like I got a bit fearful like I started to think oh but you know so because once it was fine the first week I was sort of relieved and I actually slept a lot and then I jumped into um you know jumped into the next week and then when I sort of got close to my 30 hours I thought yeah um you know I'm gonna do the same thing again and I took a little bit more time off sort of earlier on in the week and that was really good and I did have these moments where I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and do you know what nothing happened I thought you know what Amy what's gonna happen is if you burn out there's no jobs for all of your staff and there's no savvy and there's no serving your clients anymore. And there's no, like, it's all going to be gone. And the cool thing is, so my marketing manager, Renee, she's absolutely amazing. She had this big business and, um, you know, in the fashion industry and they had a couple of major suppliers pull out um, of her business. And so that, you know, put a massive financial burden on the business. And she, you know, she'd reached a point of burnout and one day she just got up and she said, I can't do this anymore. And she went in and she let go of, you know, like a large amount of staff and closed the business down right on the spot. And so then she spent 18 months recovering from that burnout and really taking the time to, you know, like for some self-care. And, you know, she's now reached a place where she can actually meet with someone else who's, you know, in a business who's needing that support. And she's just come along at perfectly the right time to be able to give me the wisdom and the knowledge of what she's actually been through. But the cool thing is she's come along in time that I didn't have to burn out because so I don't know if you guys remember but a couple of months ago I spoke about single touch payroll and obviously leading up to that was, uh, you know, it was a great opportunity to chat. To, to everyone about single touch payroll and obviously set up STP in our business. And so we partnered with um, MC Switz and Katrina Spinazzola um, to talk about STP. They came along as guests. Um, and then what I did was I actually, um, you know, in, in a partnership with them created from their content, created um, a portal, um, a learning portal and a whole lot of extra, what I did was I took, you know, sort of optimized their, you know, huge amount of resources and added a, a few of my own as well and turned it into like sort of like an online training. We ran like co-working sessions and things like that, but that burnt me out. And I didn't actually realize, but I worked a hundred, I worked close to a hundred hours that week that we were trying to launch um, the STP project. And then what happened was we had this huge amount of work come in as a result of that. And then I, from there, I just really dropped the ball. Like, and because I didn't have the right team in place to support the work when it came in, I just like, 
yeah, I was like so behind. I had to apologize to multiple um, people um, who'd, you know, like purchase our service. And I really just felt like I let a lot of people down and yeah, like it was, it was actually a really hard time, but I didn't realize how much of an impact it actually had. Like the least amount of the impact that happened. I mean, I'm so thankful for our clients because they're so, you know, our clients are so understanding and so, you know, like, yeah, just fantastic. Like, you know, I was able to say, look, you know, there's a couple of things happen. And then even, you know, like we, we had a bit of a staff turnover and everything sort of happened at once. And I was able to say, look, you know, like we're, we're actually struggling um, and we just need a little bit of grace. And, you know, everyone was happy to extend that. And yeah. And so, like nothing really terrible happened, but the the thing that was kind of almost terrible is that if Renee hadn't have come along at the time that she did, I was so close to burning out. And I think if I'd kept going like another month or two, the way that I've been going on, you know, and I'm not saying like 60 hours a week isn't like, I mean, a lot of people work way more than that. Like I'm not saying 60 hours a week, like poor me, but like I was struggling and that's the reason, you know, for the two weeks that I've done the 30 hours a week, my house is so tidy. I'm able to spend time with the kids and been able to spend some time with my husband as well. And I realized, uh, you know, what it had done, like working so much had put me in such a negative mindset, not just a negative mindset, but I literally had 30 hours a week less available time. So of course I'm not going to be good at all of those extra things when I'm trying to invest, you know, so much time into the business. Like, if you're working 30 hours more than you think you are, it's not a surprise that you don't have as much time or energy to invest into the other things that you care about. And so through that, I was able to press the reset button and thankfully quite quickly. Now, I don't feel that I've completely recovered. Like I do feel that I'm still a bit burnt out. Um, but on an overall sense, like it's just like so much better. I feel like I'm back on a regular pace. Um, I feel like I'm back, I don't know, I guess, you know, like walking in step with the spirit, you know, I'm not just kind of racing and racing and racing, like feeling like, a, you know, uh, I don't know, I just can't even really explain it. I don't need to explain it because you might have experienced it yourself. Um, so anyway, I really hope you don't mind me sharing so personal today, like I'm in a headspace where you know, I've, I'm trying to think of how I can share this so that it's inspiring for you and so how I can share it in a way that, you know, there's like three dot points of how to overcome um, <laughs> burnout or how to double your hourly rate in two weeks <laughs> and get your house clean. Like, I just, I can't even come up with those dot points right now. I just really feel that, you know, it, it is a point I've reached a point in my business where I have to come and be able to openly and honestly say to you know the amazing wonderful people that tune in and listen to me talk every week I, I just have to say you know like firstly thank you for being there um you know a lot of the feedback that I get and this is quite amazing like being an introvert like I've lived through my whole life being you know um I don't know, like I haven't necessarily been 
someone who really like enjoys getting out there and speaking in front of people and that kind of thing but it's just I don't know and you know like I haven't really been someone who's had like lots and lots of friends and things like that you know I just like have my little you know my sort of little like one-to-one sort of relationships and you know like close really close friends but um you know to think that there are some weeks five six hundred bookkeepers from around not just in Australia but around the world who just tune in to listen to me talk is like what like that is so funny and the other thing that makes me laugh as well I thought this was the sweetest thing um a lady from our group called Paula um hi Paula if you're listening I hope you don't mind me saying this but Paula said that she has a file a file an Amy Hook file in her filing cabinet and I just thought that is so sweet and I actually realized that you know there's a lot of people out there who, who say to me, you know, I listen to your podcast while I'm in my office or when I'm in my car. And a lot of people have said to me, like, they feel that I keep them company. And, you know, I have, I haven't had a guest speaker for a while because I've been so unorganized. That's the truth. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've got a guest coming in two weeks now. So it's, you know, not going to have to always just listen to me go on and on. Um, just all on my own. I just, I have dropped the ball and I will be truthful with you that I haven't been able to manage everything. And so, you know, in light of all of that, um, obviously I haven't really prioritised off the bookkeeping to the level that I would like to, because, you know, my real passion is savvy. My real, my real love, um, in the business is to you know work with bookkeepers now that said the bookkeeping business is grow is growing slowly and I've got a little client base now and and that's all good I'm actually really enjoying that I've been doing some um, actual little bit more on the accounting side I've been doing some accounting for like share portfolios and stuff like that um, a guy that I used to he used to work with my um the, the accounting firm i used to work with actually he tracked me down and um found me somewhere through linkedin or something like that and so um yeah so I've, I've engaged him and i've been helping him with a couple of um things and he's about to onboard his business um to me as well i've been working on his trust but now he wants me to do his company as well and, and so that's good like I'm, I'm enjoying that but to be honest i don't feel that i've prioritized it to the level that i need um, you know, to be able to grow it to the way that I initially said that this is what I'm going to grow it to. So I guess I've sort of reached a little bit of a crossroad with all of this. And I, I guess really now I'm just going to put it back onto you guys about like what, yeah, like what would be helpful to you? What, you know, in the bookkeeping project, I've, I've got, you know, different, obviously I've been doing a lot on developing processes and I've been sharing those with you guys um, as I go. I'm in the process of, um, you know, working on, I use Airtable for managing all of our workflow and things like that. So I've been setting up this really cool um, Airtable workflow, which um, helps you to be able to, um, you know, keep track of where you're at with each of your clients. Um, so you basically, you know, you can track where you're at with all your bass, like all your lodgements, your bass and everything like that. But also you can track all like which clients are on payroll and, you know, keeping track of all your, um, you know, your end of year stuff and your work cover and your TPARs and all of those different things. So I'm just putting that in place now because I like to have a high level overview of where everything in the business is at and who the work's been allocated to, who that who's responsible for it and that kind of thing. So um, I've been putting that um, together. So I'll actually share some of that 
with you in a little while. Um, so it's in Airtable format. So I'll put a link to Airtable and you'll be able to jump onto that. And then when it's available, I'll be able to share a sample with you. You'll be able to have a look at that because the, you know, I think getting things organized in the business is always really good because it does help optimize your time and make sure that you stay on track with your deliverables and things like that. Now, obviously this is coming from someone who did drop the ball with a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah. And it, I guess it just comes down to like really, I think the big lesson that I've learned is like how to prioritize. Um, and oh gosh, like, you know, setting up the time tracking system. So I'm now actually, I actually monitor my time every week. Now I don't leave it like I did before. <laughs> I just used to never look at it because I thought I didn't need to, but um, I've, you know, I now check in on that a um, couple of times a week, see how many hours I'm up to, how many I got to at the end of the week. I've got an idea of how many my hours are billable and that kind of thing. And same with the rest of the team. Um, but really, you know, it was working with Renee, helping me to prioritize, um, you know, and for her to be able to be, you know, like that was really um, great of her to be able to come in and her first priority wasn't something to do with marketing. It was that I don't burn out. And so I think sometimes it just takes for that one person who's been through it before you and come out alive on the other side to be able to say, hey, look, I really understand where you're at and there is a way out. Um, I don't know, like, obviously I'm trying to think of a, like some kind of like amazing lesson that can come out of this. And if this is what it is, then, then that's what it is. Like if you're, you know, if you're that person that's stuck working the 60 hours a week or however many hours a week you're working, or, you know, maybe you're heavily leaning in one direction with your priorities when I think sometimes it just takes someone to be able to come in and shine a light and say, Hey, um, you know, do you, I know you're in this room that's like, seems dark and it feels like it's got no doors because the light's off and you can't see it, but like, there's actually a door right there. So if you go over to that door, you know, it was like Renee just switched on a light and I'm like, oh, there's a door there. I can go out right now. You know, I guess that's the, that, that's the lesson that I've learned out of this is that I didn't need to work towards um, decreasing my hours. I, I, I thought it was going to take me six months to get my hours back down and it just took a second. It just took a second and that was it. I just made a decision. I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, and to be able to then quickly see a difference in the things that I thought I was so terrible at, which is the stuff around the house and, you know, being there with my family and, and having some emotional um, and mental capacity to be able to, you know, to do other things in my life and bring back that balance, you know, like I always ask on my new client forms when I work with bookkeepers at Savvy, I always find like I've asked heaps of bookkeepers if they have time for things outside of work and a lot of bookkeepers work really hard like really long hours and that kind of thing. And I guess, you know, that's, that's what I want to say. Like I haven't made it completely out of the dark yet, but I do feel that with, you know, with Renee, you know, there um, on my team now and in my corner, you know, she's able to actually um, champion me through this process of, you know, like she's helped me set like a morning routine, you know, um, to be able to do a couple of things to start to actually, like look after myself. And the funny thing is, is we, you know, I thought I was looking after myself. Like I knew, I, I knew that, you know, something wasn't right, but I didn't know what it was. And, you know, to have that wake up call and realize that I'm not actually five foot seven, <laughs> I'm actually five foot five. Like, 
<laughs> it's just so funny, but to work out, you know, I'm not working 30 hours a week, I'm working 60 hours a week and it's really warping, you know, everything else in my life. It's making my house messy. It's making my kids grumpy. It's making my husband, you know, spend too many hours like staring at, you know, a screen <laughs> as well. And yeah, it just really is an eye opener to actually see that and to be able to now take a step back and go, okay, I need, to, I need to actually look after myself and, you know, like I've always had this sort of thing, like, I don't know, I've always been a very hard worker and, you know, um, you know, obviously for those of you who've listened to my earlier episode, uh, my first episode, like I left home when I was 15. And so not by choice, I've been working so hard um, for a large portion of my life. And, and, you know, I think what's happened is it's been a very ingrained habit. There's never really been, I've never, like when Renee was talking about self-care routines and stuff, I was like, what? she said, yeah, I want you to write down every morning, three things that you love about yourself. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like why? <laughs> but, but I get it. Like, like I actually understand now it's not selfish to, actually put yourself first it's selfish not to um you know and I realize now that I actually have a lot more available for you know the people that are most important in my life which you know like I'd love to say that it's you but it's actually my you know my kids and my husband and that's the way it's got to be like that's normal <laughs> that's that's a good way to be and you know you you definitely come a very very close second after my family because you know I really love my community of clients um you know you guys inspire me every day you are why i do what i do um you know it was you know I, it's, that's who i'm working the 60 hours a week for so that i can try and make our you know make our products and services better but i realize you know if i keep doing that then you know what what's going to happen in the long term it's not sustainable so anyway, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for listening to me share and, you know, giving me like the peace to know that I can come and share what's really going on. Like I don't feel any fear of, you know, people judging me or anything like that. I just feel that it had to be shared. Um, you know, and I, I really, I know I always say this, I do want to hear back from you. I guess I'd like to hear from the bookkeeping project itself and even from Savvy, like, you know, what it is that, you know, like what you want, would like me to focus on. Like, obviously I've got my ideas of what I want to focus on in the business, but if I've only got 30 hours a week dedicated now, and I've obviously you've got my team, like what would you like to see what direction would you like to see the bookkeeping project go for example what do you know what would you like to see come from savvy and the team at savvy you you know it's really your feedback and i love the feedback that we get from everyone um, but it's really your feedback that we would receive um, so i'm actually going to give you my direct email address it's savvy at the savvybookkeeper.com.au and i'm just going to invite you just say please like email me i don't actually mind like i know i always put a call out there to post in the facebook group or post a review and things like that but mostly people don't um, and so i don't know maybe bookkeepers are a little bit introverted as well um, but i'd really love it like if you know if you could email me and let me know what you would like 
to see because at the end of the day, the reason we started Savvy in the first place, the reason I restarted off the hook or keeping the first place is to serve you guys, to be able to, you know, bring something to the bookkeeping industry that's of value. So, uh, you know, if you guys tell me what that value is, what what's important to you, what would really help you send that through and I'll get my team onto it. We will be like doing it. So um, yeah, please email me. Um, and just whatever you want to say, just say it. Um, unless it's mean, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. If it's mean, just send it through. I'm like pretty like cool. <laughs> it's fine. People say mean things to me. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, so, um, cool. All right. Well, I think that's an episode. So let's just say goodbye everybody. And I'll see you again next week. Um, uh, farewell July you are gone from our life again for another year and um, we'll see you soon thank you for listening to another episode of the bookkeeper's voice we'll be back next week so make sure you subscribe to get future episodes via your favorite podcast app and if you love this episode jump on and leave us a review Are you looking for some resources to help build a more profitable business while creating a savvy brand that your clients will love? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook page or head to our website, thesavvybookkeeper.com.au. Until next time, stay savvy.